game week in Atlanta, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech. Breaks a tackle. Oh, and he's gone. House call. Touchdown. And we're a point after away from being all tied up. We'll hear from Georgia Tech staff and insiders as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech football. Runs it right. Slams into the end zone. Touchdown, Jackets. On the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Now here's the voice of the Jackets. Andy Demetra. And a very good Monday evening to you. Glad to have you along. A special Monday night edition of the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. And that is because Thursday night, Georgia Tech out of the bye and under the lights at Bobby Dodd Stadium as they return from the bye week. And we'll look to extend that win streak to three games as they take on the Virginia Cavaliers. Tommy Sletter at 7.30. The countdown continues. And over the next hour, we will break down that matchup. And so much more here on the Georgia Tech Coaches Show with Coach Brent Key. I'm Andy Demetra. Great to have you along. A two-game win streak, long time coming. What a night it was a week ago Saturday at Bobby Dodd Stadium with the Yellow Jackets in overtime defeating the Duke Blue Devils. That was the last time we heard from this man, and pleased to have him join us here tonight. He is Coach Brent Key. Coach, good to see you. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Thanks. Did you have a chance to catch your breath at all? I'm sure nobody deserved a bye week, probably, given uh, the hours you've kept over the previous two weeks than you. You know, it... It was. It came at a good time. Uh, it came at a good time for the players, uh, really, just to get them, you know, relaxed and uh, you know, to just kind of clear their heads a little bit of the the, the previous two weeks and uh, really focus on recovery and improvement. Uh, you know, the guys uh, had. We had a couple days. You know, one day we lifted, uh, and lifted and ran. One day we went out on the field. Uh, did a lot of special teams, kind of some individual things to work improvements and. Uh, then they had a couple of days off during the week, and then we got back out there on Friday, which is really the, the Sunday of game week. Uh, had a good practice then, and then uh, moved in uh, to the weekend, and Saturday we gave them again the day off on Saturday, uh, which is really the typical, typically the normal off day during the week anyway as a, as a Monday. So, you know, really back into the, 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 the game routine. But, you know, the, the couple of days they did have off, uh, I really told them I wanted them to get away and get away from the building and, and you know, not just recover their bodies and, and become uh, and, you know, get, you know, their physical part, but really the mental part. And I want them to, to clean their heads and, and relax their, their brains and, uh, you know, get some mental recovery as well. Yeah, you want them to clear their heads and, and kind of come back feeling refreshed. At the same time, though, given the, the pit game and the Duke game, there's a part of you also that wants them to keep their edge and not lose sight of the things they did to get them in this position. How do you manage that part of the bye week, making sure that there's not any more rust that needs to be knocked off than you need? Well, we addressed it pretty clearly with the, uh, with the, with the guys on Monday in our team meeting and told them, you know, directly, you know, what the expectations were and what the focus and goal was uh, for this bye week. And, and, and the focus was on recovery and improvement. And the goal was to be the, the freshest, uh, you know, uh, most recovered team when we hit the field next Thursday night. And, uh, you know, now that the week is upon us, uh, that's that was has been the focus. And then the challenge on Friday was, you know, who handles this bye week the best between the two teams is going to have more chance for success on Thursday night. And by the way, we have a full hour with Coach Brent Key tonight on the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. Of course, a bye week is also about self-scouting offensively, defensively. What were some areas that you and the coaches sought to improve upon during this time off? 
Well, you know, from a from the standpoint of offense, defense, and special teams, we we did a, did a real deep. Uh, a deep dive into those areas, uh, but it's, it was also with the players. You know, every every position coach um, met with the players individually, went through really what they're doing well, what they can improve on, and then and how they've got to improve on those things. And you know, so then uh, from the other departments, whether it be the training room, the strength and conditioning, nutrition, all those different areas of how the players can can improve themselves and that we want to take some improvement individually from each player and then put it together put it together collectively you know within each position group and then each side of the football to really uh give us an opportunity as the, se- the second half of the season comes goes on to to make those improvements in areas that feel like we could be a better football team the focus is entirely fixed on virginia at 7 30 on thursday but we do have to go back to the previous saturday at bobby dodd stadium what a game it was i know it's all been put together by the coaches you don't want anything to distract your team's focus from the task at hand but just the atmosphere that your program had to carry you through to that overtime win. You could tell how much it meant to you and to your players. How would you describe the atmosphere that you were immersed in last time out at Bobby Dodd? When, 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 when Bobby Dodd is, it has the energy like that, and then this goes back 20, 30, 40 years, of, it, it's, a, it's one of the best places in, in, in all of college football to play. And a lot of it has to do with the way the, sta- the stadium's built. It's on top of you. It's close. The student section is close. Um, and it's it, the, the energy that, that comes from the, from the stands, it, it feeds right into the players. And, uh, you know, hopefully we have the, have the same type of energy and the passion out there this coming Thursday night. You, you gave a pretty impassioned speech at your press conference today about the mystique of Thursday night games at Bobby Dodd. You experienced them at players. Uh, do I have it correct that your last home game as a Georgia Tech player was a Thursday night versus Virginia? 2000? That ringing a bell? Yeah, it was 2000. 35 nothing. Was it? Yeah, it was a nice way to go out, huh? Yeah, it was. It was a um, a lot of things I remember from that game. Um, not just because it was a uh, the last game here in Bobby Dodd, but it just it, because it was a Thursday night game and just the 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 hype and the pageantry that that surrounds that Thursday night game. Uh, and, and now being older and, and wiser, and you know, been coaching now for for the, for the for the last twenty years. It's what every every player in the country that plays college football looks forward to. It's what every coach in the country looks forward to when they get home, you know, for that, that earlier day on Thursday and they get home. And, I mean, everybody turns it on. So, uh, you know, we've got we've to understand that that's why you play in these types of games. That's why you have those games here, and, and, and that's what's to love about it. But at the same time, we can't make it more than it, than it is. You know, we have to continue to, to eliminate that gap between practice and the games and uh and know that we have a, we have a job to do and we it, it, it's all business and so as much as you know as much as the it's in such a wonderful atmosphere and, and all those things and the memories that i had from playing in those thursday night games it at the end of the day, we've got a job to do on Thursday night, and that's what we're focused on doing right now. Yeah, you know the atmosphere you'll get when Tommy's leather, but once that ball is in the air, it's up to the players to sustain that. Uh, before we go to break, 35 nothing was the final score of that Thursday nighter versus Virginia in 2000. The shutout is nice, but you're an offensive lineman. You want to take a stab at the total number of yards of offense you guys gained that night? I would guess. It was a hefty number. Yeah, 520. More. Was it over six? Yeah. 
Six twenty four. Not bad. God's had a couple of touchdowns. Joe Burrow ran for a couple. Kelly Campbell had one on a jet sweep reverse. I, you know, I was going to ask you how like Sean McVay's your memory is of specific plays or going numbers to, going, going into the north end zone. Yep. And that was back before the jet sweep was really a wide known, widely known thing. You know, Kelly Kelly took it and took it around the corner, and I, I believe it was did that put us up twenty one to nothing early. I can't remember, but yeah. uh, all I know is Virginia didn't get a, a score back. Right, it, it, that was a it was a fun game, and you know, I remember. I guess it would have been Tuesday. No, it would have been Wednesday uh, before the game of going and doing production as a player. I was one of the players that mm-hmm. they that they talked to, and the the guys that were doing the game. It was Kirk and uh, um, Fowler. Uh, definitely, you know, sitting down with those guys before the game and just. As a player, just saying, wow, this is this is pretty cool. And now, you know, fast forward, you know, 22 years of really the the, the same the same team, the same spot, uh, but totally different variables and, and, and factors that that are going into this one. You'll still be in that TV production meeting tomorrow or Wednesday, I guess, as it were. But as the head coach, looking forward to bookending it with another matchup on a Thursday night versus the Cavaliers. Just getting started here on the Jordan Tech Coaches Show. We'll dive into some more of the standouts of that Duke game. Also, what to look ahead to over these final six weeks of the regular season. Just getting started. It is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show with Brent Keaton. And it continues after this in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Georgia is our home. That's why at Georgia Power, we're building the future of energy. Over the last decade, we've invested nearly $10 billion to strengthen the electric grid, installing new substations, upgrading transformers, moving power lines underground, and investing in cleaner energy. We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Football season is here, and the fall months are approaching, but it's still warm. That means pests like ants, roaches, and mosquitoes are out in full force. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home, business, and tailgate pest-free. Atlanta-based Arrow is an official Georgia Tech football partner. So rest assured that with Arrow Pest and Termite Control, you're getting the best from the best. Schedule a free pest inspection today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company is proud to be the official craft beer sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics. All season long, reach for New Realm's number one selling Hazy Like a Fox IPA and check out their location on the Eastside Beltline Trail. Expect great locally sourced food from their on-site scratch kitchen, craft beer brewed in-house, and handmade cocktails, plus live music and so much more at 550 Somerset Terrace. Visit NewRealmBrewing.com for more. Georgia Tech football continues to buzz. Now more of the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. 
Fans, there's magic when we cheer together. Let's create some magic with an ice-cold Coke. Cheers. As we welcome you back to the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on this special Monday night. That, of course, because Tommy Slether is on Thursday night. Under the lights at Bobby Dodger, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, and the 2-4 and four Virginia Cavaliers. Our network pregame will start at 5.30. I'm Andy Demetra. He's Brent Keem. Let's continue the conversation, Coach. And for a lot of Georgia Tech fans, maybe for Tech coaches as well, no game on Saturday meant they could kick their feet up and uh, sort of scan the channels for some other college football games to watch. Maybe one of those games they watched Saturday night was the victory bell, North Carolina versus Duke. And even though North Carolina got the win, that Duke offense ran up 542 yards against the Tar Heels. That was the same offense that you guys held to 278 a week ago Saturday. 3.71 yards per play. That was the lowest yards per play average a Georgia Tech defense had allowed since 2014. As we saw in Durham Saturday, that Blue Devils offense can be explosive. What did the team do well when you faced them to snuff out uh, maybe the potency of those uh, the, the Blue Devil offense? Well, first off, I mean, Thack and uh, Boogie and Travaris and uh, Larry and DT, the, the, the game plan that they put together, uh, you know, each week has been really, really impressive. Uh, number one, identifying what the offense is, you know, how that, how that offense is going to try to attack them. Uh, then, uh, you know, taking certain plays away, taking certain players out of the game, uh, focusing on what's really important in the game from a schematic game plan point, game plan standpoint. But then the, the, the confidence that they're instilling in, the, in those guys on defense, you know, all 11 guys on the, on the field. And it's, it's, it's really been fun to watch the, the process that takes place on that side of the football and, and, and how they're going about it. And, and, and then watching those guys on, on Saturdays go out and, and play, play, play really, really well together. And, and it's not one individual person. It's the collective group of, of all of them. And, you know, when, when you have – 11 hateful men on one side of the football that, that, that are all trying to attack one thing, uh, you're, you're bound to have some good things happen for you. 11 hateful men. I know that's not the first time you've said Is that a Brent Key specialty? I love it. I don't know. I don't know where I came up with that. Okay. I, it's, I don't know. I just figured there's 11 guys on defense. You know, you, you, they, they better be hateful, and they're men. So 11 hateful men kind of worked. I think it's time you might need to trademark it. Slap that on some merch. <laughs> That's pretty good. 11 hateful men. And uh, I think Duke certainly saw 11 hateful hats to the football uh, last Saturday. One of those guys, Clayton Powell Lee, his first career start filling in for an injured Jalen King, finishes with eight tackles. The job he did and the growth you've seen from him uh, to be able to be in the right spots and make those plays when needed against Duke. Yeah, you know, he, he had a good football game. He did. He, he prepared very well during the week. Uh, you know, it, to be a young guy and play with so much composure uh, within the game, uh, credit to him. You know, but let's also look at the little bit of the bigger picture of, of how and why that took place. Uh, you know, Jalen went down. Uh, well, through the week, Jalen was a tremendous mentor and, you know, coach off the field, on the field uh, with him. You know, that, that, that's first. Uh, you know, Travaris being able to really communicate with these guys and, and, and get to them and, you know, get the game plan instilled in them. And then, you know, third, in no particular order, is Miles Brooks playing next to him. And, and you know, the communication that Miles has is it's as high level 
of communication on, on the back end is, is I've is I've been around and I've had the privilege of being around a lot of really, really good defensive backs over the last 20, 25 years. And, and he communicates at, you know, such an unbelievable level. And it, it takes a guy like Clayton who is, you know, starting his first game and it really puts him at ease because, you know, he's being, you know, not always told what to do, but just the, just the confirmation coming from the other side. Uh, it's, it really is a comforting feeling going out there and playing for the first time in, 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 a, in a full football game. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned LaMiles Brooks. His first year as a starter and the job he's done, maybe in ways that don't get noticed or appreciated in the box score, but without which you wouldn't be nearly as successful. I know you challenge your guys to win the turnover battle versus Duke. They came in a top-five team in turnover margin. You're plus one against the Blue Devils. That pick came at an opportune time right outside the goal line. K.J. Wallace with the interception. What did the defense sniff out on that particular play that put K.J. in the position to get the pick? So if you rewind it, you know, two or three plays prior, you know, there's a there's a crossing route coming across, uh, you know, left to right. And, and K.J., you know, is to, K.J.'s the defender. He's guarding the receiver. And, you know, he, he reaches across the shoulder and tries to, you know, tries to break up the pass. Well, he just misses it. The guy catches the ball, you know, kind of circles the defense and ends up down there. And then, you, you know, you fast forward two plays later and K.J.'s, you know, guarding you know, guarding the same inside slot receiver and uh, it just it basically ran the route for him. You know, just the, 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 the preparation that went into that particular play by KJ to know by formation and splits and alignment and, you know, where they were on the field to know what, you know, route was about to be run, to, to run it for him, as we say, and then make the play. And, uh, you talk about an opportunistic time. I mean, golly, that was huge momentum swing in the game, huge uh, play in the game. And and then when, once the game was over, it ended up being the difference in the football game. Duke was also a team that had allowed five total sacks all season coming in. You got them for three. Sylvania and Jewin had one of them. That's three straight games now that Sylvania's recorded a sack. Guy who, as we know, came to the flats from Belgium as the rawest of recruits. How has he transformed himself now into a, a really consistent force there on the defensive line? Yeah, he is. I mean, he's big, he's strong, and, and he's fast. I mean, I think those are three pretty good qualities for a defensive lineman. And he's he, he's 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 understanding the game now. And Larry's done a done a really good job with not just him but all the defensive ends this year, and uh, you know, putting him in positions to you know, to make plays, but also the understanding tendencies and playing with good technique and, but not being over, uh, not, not overanalyzing and becoming paralyzed by, you know, too much information, still letting those guys go play. And I think it's starting to really show up on, on, on those guys. And Sylvain's one that, uh, is really starting to explode, uh, you know, into the, into the plan, into this conference. Everybody's got a favorite Sylvanian Jew and kind of lost in translation story. You got any uh, any that you can share? Not on air. Not on air? Okay. <laughs> he, he was telling me today that like he had no concept of what the field and boundary side was when he came here to Tech because that was just something that was never taught to him when he was playing semi-pro ball in, uh, in Belgium. Yeah. It, there'd probably be more than just him that could say the same thing. <laughs> well, but, that's true. Uh, it, it's just his maturity level. It, it's It's... I kid with him sometimes. I'm, I don't know if he's 32 or 22, but he his maturity level is sometimes that of a you know 32-year-old, and then sometimes it's that of a 22-year-old. But uh, he, he is he has been around a while, and he understands uh, 
he, he understands football now so much more than he did originally, and and, and it is it, like I said, it's, it's starting to show up really in really good, in really good times. And again, Georgia Tech still in the top twenty nationally, tackles for loss per game, drastic improvement taken out of Virginia team that has had its struggles finding the end zone, but looking for a, a better night for themselves in Atlanta should be a great one on Thursday night, seven thirty. Your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and the Virginia Cavaliers will hit another timeout. Plenty more to come here with Coach Brent Key. It's the Georgia Tech Coaches show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Here's to the fans who show up for the game, finding their spot, staking their claim, towing the trailers, hauling the gear, a tradition of tailgating that happens each year. And here's to the truck they drive, the Ford F-150 truck. Power your tailgate like never before with an available ProPower onboard generator. For great offers, see your local Ford dealer today. Not all models, trims, or features may be available. Contact your dealer for more information. Glory isn't given. It takes hard work. It takes hustle. Only then do we see the results begin to stack and the swarm start to stir. He dives for the end zone and he gets in! When we rally the swarm, we become something much bigger than any single one of us. A program built on the belief that success is measured by showing up, digging deep, bouncing back, being part of something bigger than ourselves. Touchdown, Jackets! For tickets and more info, visit ramblinrec.com. Everybody has a jillion things going on these days, so at Apartments.com, we help you stay on top of your apartment search with powerful tools like saved searches and instant alerts. Alert. You just enter what you want. Alert. Like location, price, and amenities. Alerto. And Apartments.com will alert you as soon as those places become available. Alert. Here's your perfect place. Thanks, me. And you can customize your alerts somehow. I think I set mine to Mr. Snarky. You do hear me. Maybe I can change mine to British. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. One of the toughest jobs in law enforcement is telling a family that a loved one has been killed by a drunk driver. That's why Georgia law enforcement works every day to keep drunk drivers off the road. Every DUI arrest could be one less family to lose someone to drunk driving. You can help. Hand the keys to a designated driver or call a ride service. It saves lives and prevents a costly DUI arrest. Drive sober or get pulled over. Brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. There's no better source on Georgia Tech football than our team of Yellow Jacket Insiders. This is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Georgia Tech versus Virginia this Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Can't wait to see you out here at Bobby Dodd Stadium. You know about the mystique of Thursday night under the lights, and we look forward to you being a part of it on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. It is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show, by the way, this series a dead heat, 21 wins for Tech, 21 wins for Virginia, and one time, time for Georgia Tech to seize the series lead at Coach Key under the lights. You did your part when you were a player. I know we already discussed the 2000 game. Well, I mean, the, the history in this game going all the way back to 1990, and, um, you know, the, for, for so long it was, you know, the home team won the game for, gosh, I know it was, you know, up to the time that that we were playing, and you know, we let me think back. I mean, gosh, you know, the 1990 game where they ranked number one, which everyone you know in, from those days knows about, and you know, the kick from Scott Sisson, and then uh, you know, we're, we're playing them. Um, uh, I guess 98. Well, nine. Was, uh, not so fast. We got a long oh, time here. Of course, on me. Okay. So, 1997, we're playing up there. It was a night game. 
Uh, it's kind of a back and forth game. I do remember specifically we had a goal line play, and I was supposed to block up to the linebacker, and I blocked. You know, I, I kind of scooped across to the nose guard down in the goal line. The linebacker, I think it was Byron Thweet at the time, you know, jumps over me, makes the tackle. We end up kicking a field goal and losing by, say, three. So, of course, I blame myself for the loss. Then fast forward, we come back here in 1998. We play them here in 98. They're ranked number four in the country in some polls, I believe. Uh, we're down big in the game. They had a uh, uh, really good football team. They had the Barber uh, the Barber brothers. Uh Tiki Barber, Rondé Barber, uh, Noseguard, Antonio Dingle. Um, now, I do think all the credit to the success of that Virginia team was the defensive line coach at the time, one man named David Turner. So we've had some good fun with that uh, in the office over the last week. Uh, Patrick Kearney playing defensive end. I mean, they had some really good players. Uh, Anthony Poindexter, I believe, was, was, was the safety at the time. Uh, so we it's back and forth game. We're, I think we're down by 21 points in 98. <clears throat> and uh, it was just a belief that we we're going to win the game. And, you know, Des, Des White catches a crossing route uh, going going into the south end zone towards the weight room board law and takes it to the house. And, you know, we end up coming back in the game, had some big plays. And Kelly caught a, a big pass across the middle. And uh, then last play of the game, you know, they're driving. Uh, I think it was 41 to 38 at the time. And they're driving down the field. And I don't think they have any timeouts. And it's the last play of the game. And uh, Nate Stimson busts through the line. And Nate ends up getting a, a huge sack. I think it was his third, Nate's third one of the uh, of the football game. And we ended up winning the game. Goalpost came down. It was a, a unbelievable game. You know, I, I, I thought Nate was about to do that to me last Saturday when he came and tackled, tackled, <laughs> tackled me on about the 30-yard line. I think our police officers were about to arrest him. And I was like, no, it's just Stimson. Don't worry about it. But uh, he still had it in him because he about did the same thing to me. Uh, then we go up there in 99. We're ranked, you know, we're ranked up there in the country. And it was a 3:30 game. And I remember looking at the scoreboard before the game, and like, and we might have been five, six, something like that. And I think three of the teams in front of us had, had lost the noon game, so we're in great position, and we're up big at halftime. I think it's twenty-eight to seven, and they might have scored right before halftime, twenty-eight to fourteen, twenty-one fourteen, something like that. And then they did in the second half. You know, Thomas Jones just cuts loose and has one heck of a game. I think he rushed for over two hundred yards in that game, and again another close one. Then. Like we like we already talked about the my senior year in 2000, come back here and again the home team ended up winning. So, yeah, that that was one of the rare non, uh, non close games in that rivalry your senior year. Uh, that 98 game, by the way, that is still the school record for largest comeback win at Georgia Tech, 21. And then I think Des White still from that game holds the school record for most receiving yards in a game. And still, it's only the second most famous 41-38 Georgia Tech win over Virginia in school history. My apologies, Coach. Well, that's all right. We'll take the other one yeah. as well. Uh, I know Joe Hamilton factored into that game in 98. Let's talk about Jeff Sims. 95 rushing yards versus Duke. Season high form. It eclipsed the 81 he had the week prior versus Pitt. I was crunching some numbers during the bye week. In Jeff's eight career wins, he's averaging 84 rushing yards a game. All other games, it drops down to about 32. Do you need an aggressive Jeff running the ball to unlock the best version of this offense? And is that a conversation you have had with Jeff, particularly over these last couple Saturdays? Uh, yeah. 
I, it's more Jeff having the confidence to take over a football game. Mm. And whether that's throwing the ball or running the ball, just the, the confidence that Jeff has shown the last couple of weeks uh, when things might not be going well one way or the other, but that, that confidence to uh, to go out there and, and make it happen, whether it's you know a designed quarterback run, whether it's a – uh, you know, a, a breakdown and, and scramble. Whether it's hey, every, everyone, everyone's guarded. You know, all the receivers are guarded, and he sees an open lane and takes off. You know, he, he's always done those things, but it's it's the way he's doing it now that's different. It's there, there, there is a there, there's a purpose behind the way he's running. There's a purpose behind the way he is is controlling the offense and, and, and impacting the team, and it's. I don't – Jeff's not different. Jeff's the same Jeff, smiling, jovial, you know, great kid that he is. But, you know, on that field the the last couple of weeks, uh, a different Jeff Sims has shown up that has a different mindset, you know, a mindset of I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not just going to lead this offense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead this entire football team. I'd love to, to see in those eight wins as well, in addition to his rushing average, what his completion percentage is. Some guys, they just need to, to taste that contact. It's like the smelling salts, and it locks them in even more, uh, in, in addition to opening up the field. That, that completion he had in the end zone to Nate McCollum, I mean, that was, that was a snipe. Uh, break down that play and what maybe he identified pre-snap to know that Nate was the guy to go to ultimately. Yeah, well, we had, we, you know, we had the right play call. We were in an empty formation, an empty set. Uh, we got open, you know, open coverage that, that we were looking to get, and Nate was able to run the, you know, run the seam. Did a great job of running the seam. Uh, got inside the defender and, uh, and, and the, got inside the wall defender, and, and Jeff just, I mean, he put a dime on him. And you know, it, it, out of the empty set, normally you know you're always going to get line games on the uh, from the defensive line. They ran a game. You know, there was a little bit of seepage coming through, and, and you know, he stepped right in there and he delivered a ball. And I mean, as good of a throw as I've seen that, that I think you could make at the collegiate level. And then, you know, then the catch. I mean, not only did, did Nate bend it inside and you know get himself open, but then that the the the, the safety was barreling right down on him so i mean just for him to it's not even the the ability to make the catch it's the courage that it took i mean the courage to to do what he he does every game nate mccollum he he is he he's a he's a he's a heck of a football player and uh, he was rewarded with a career high eight catches 101 and the touchdown eight receptions by the way most by a georgia tech wide receiver in a game this is demarius thomas 2009 and of course nate is wearing Bebe's number eight in tribute to him this year which i thought was pretty cool and it was eight catches it was eight catches yeah mississippi wow. state 09 wow yeah that's that's pretty cool uh let, let's go into your wheelhouse offensive line play halfway through the season where have you seen them as a unit grow where you still want to see more growth in the second half well they've they've grown as far as trusting each other playing together now the inconsistencies are what we've got to eliminate you know we we can't have uh you know, any flaws in communication. You know, they, they, they're doing such a better job of communicating uh, with each other. But then, to me, communication is all about confidence. And, you know, you, you, you have to be confident to communicate. And by communication, I'm saying, you know, 
echoing you know what the defense is echoing what the the line call is you know the hand signals that we have the various hand signals to the running back or to the tight end or to the quarterback and you know the 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 confidence within that you've seen it grow you are but you know we've got to continue to do that and and really the only way to gain confidence is to go out there and play and have success and uh you know we're we're working you know day in and day out on, on on fixing some of those things and then uh that that had played this early on and again, it goes back to to shrinking the game, making the game and the difference in game and practice, you know, not such a huge gap so that you do it in practice. You do it in practice. You replicate it, you replicate it, you replicate it. And then you get to the games and it, you know, there, there is a small difference in the defense or a small tweak or it's faster. You, you you can't be surprised by that. And and I think we're doing a better job of that right now um, than, you know, in the, in the run game. You know, we've got to continue to work to, to get more movement at the point of attack. And, uh, you know, I thought we've, we've had a good week so far in practice. Um, you know, and, and to do that, obviously, the the good on good reps are something that really help with it. Uh, you know, they've got to continue to work together, you know, you know, stay, you know, hip, as I say, hip to hip on, on, the, on their double teams and get movement. And, you know, because everything you see is that no, no one's just going to sit still and let you block them. You know, everyone, you know, slants, angles, moves, blitzes, you know, blitzes an extra guy from one side or the other side. And just that's where the growth has got to continue to take place of, okay, they bring, bring an extra guy over here. Now I've got to, you know, the mic's not this person. Now I've got to make a, a, an extra call to take everybody over there and um you know that's where i want to see the growth really uh really show up of okay i know i got i know i'm gonna make this call right i know the ball's getting ready to be snapped i'm not worried that i might say it and somebody might jump or somebody might not hear it that the confidence in saying it everyone echoing it down regardless of when the ball gets snapped and then and then i think that's where jeff's really grown too is of, of understanding those things and having a delay having a pause so they have a chance to reload calls so it's it's really a it, it's everyone working together um you know the the tight ends continuing to work on uh you know the the c area of blocking in the c area and, and getting better and i thought again i thought dylan you know hey it, it really is starting to play with some confidence now, Dylan Leonard, and you know to see him last game, you know not not just catching the football on a couple of big catches he had first play of the game, then the third down, moving uh, down in the red area, but in his run blocking, in the confidence in his run blocking, and uh, then the running backs of you know you know having having three guys and then really four with you know the way Jamie Felix is starting to practice uh, guys that we can get out there on the field and, and really trust all those guys are going to be able to make a dynamic impact for us yeah we can't talk about Jeff Sims passing for 227 or rushing for 95 or Hassan Hall rushing for 157 versus Pitt without also uh, acknowledging the offensive line play we'll take another time out here plenty more to come with coach Brent Key it is the Georgia Tech coaches show and we're back after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports it's football time, which turns Sunday and Thursday into the best days of the week. Well, they just got better because now through October, Kino has 30% higher payouts during bonus hours before the football games. Win $500, it becomes $650. The bonus hours are Sunday, 1 to 3 p.m. and Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. So play Kino online and anywhere Kino is sold and get 30% higher payouts during bonus hours. Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m. and Thursdays, 6 to 8 p.m. Only from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. 
And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. It's no longer about answering the most emails or pulling the most all-nighters. It's about prioritizing what's most important. Hey, Lexus, give me directions to Eagles Peak Hiking Trail. Calculating route. That's why the Lexus NX has an interface engineered to understand you and an available 14-inch touchscreen that's simpler and more intuitive. The Lexus NX. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Availability and accuracy of navigation system depends on many factors. Data charges may apply. Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company is proud to be the official craft beer sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics. All season long, reach for New Realm's number one selling Hazy Like a Fox IPA and check out their location on the Eastside Beltline Trail. Expect great locally sourced food from their on-site scratch kitchen, craft beer brewed in-house, and handmade cocktails, plus live music and so much more at 550 Somerset Terrace. Visit NewRealmBrewing.com for more. The latest on Yellow Jackets football. It's the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Yellow Jacket fans, be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics. Power on Georgia. He is Brent Key. I'm Andy Demetra. And this is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Tommy Slether, 730. Your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets looking to run the win streak to three games against the Virginia. Cavaliers, our network pregame coverage will come your way at 5.30. We've doted on Jeff Sims, but you and I were talking during the commercial break, Coach, that maybe the, the most consequential completion of that game was in the overtime from Zach Gibson. It was just a five-yarder, but it was on third down. It made that Gavin Stewart field goal 37 yards. He got it on the right hash. Gavin Stewart's a right-footed kicker. And as Zach Gibson came in and showed some moxie, I know that was his first uh, on-field action this season but somebody who had very gaudy numbers at Akron last year what is the end of the room what do you like about the way he fits in this offense so Moxie do you think the old movie Varsity Blues one of the quarterbacks named Jonathan Moxon uh, that would be correct do you think that was a play on the quarterback having Moxie uh I could buy it yeah hmm. yeah Zach yeah he's he, for him to step in that game and in and, and, and such a pressure situation uh, and and be able to make that play, it was it, it was it was one of the most underrated plays uh, w- within the game. And you know he's only going to continue to get better with with with, with more reps and reps of practice. And, and uh, you know and, and he's you know starting to show us show us his coaches and show 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 everyone on the team you know his growth in the system you know since he's been here. And you're really really proud of that. Uh, Varsity Blues reference. This is your life. I don't want. Are you going to finish uh, the line uh, for me? Are you going to leave me hanging? I don't want. Your life. I've got a lot of other quotes from that movie. I, I mean, okay. I remember that one. Um, the tweeter in zone dance. Uh, I mean, we could go on and on on that one. That, that's, you know, that's one of the most classic, underrated, cheesy high school films. Yeah. This, I mean, this is right in your wheelhouse. This is like upperclassman Georgia Tech, right? 98, 99 Nin- when it came 1998. out. 1998. 
I think it was 98. I, yeah. I, I remember exactly going. I think it was an afternoon. I remember, I remember exactly going to the movies and movie theater and seeing it. How about that? New Cannon Coyotes. Didn't think we'd be talking about that <laughs> on your coach's show. How about we talk about the Yellow Jackets? I'm sure fans might like to hear about that as well. And uh, look, Zach and Jeff, they have a new toy out there split wide, and that would be Leo Blackburn. What a debut for him. Had the touchdown catch, three receptions overall. And this was coming with still modest practice leading into the Duke game. He's got the bye to get himself further settled in. What can make him a dangerous element of this passing game moving forward? Yeah, you know, Leo really, really showed uh, in the game what he's been doing the last several months, showing that he hadn't just been out on the practice field goofing off. Uh, He's been paying attention. He's been studying, uh, even though he might not have been you know, repping in practice, but just taking in all the knowledge, taking in everything, and and, uh, and just you know, you know, I don't even know what the word would be, but banking it, I guess. Uh, all the all the mental reps, and then once he got out there last week and had a chance to start practicing, and uh, really just knowing, okay, we're not teaching him. It's not like day one; you're teaching him where to line up. You know, you know how to how to do this, how to do that, what the route is. I mean, he he really knew all those things, so it became the finer points of the teaching that that, that Dell uh, really had to work with him at. And I think you know, coming through a bye week now, it's just going to have it's more reps, more time that he's had to get get himself in shape and get get conditioned to play play more plays in a football game. Heck of a way to introduce himself to Yellow Jacket fans. Do want to ask you about uh, those fourth quarter punts versus Duke, because I'm sure that was part of the self scouting during the bye week, and I know with the punch shield, you got some bigger bodies out there that that may sacrifice some speed downfield on the punt return. Is that something that you guys took a closer look at during the bye week? Is that something you still uh, feel comfortable sticking with moving forward? Yeah, and it's you know, it, there's a little bit of give and take. You're right. You know, you have the bigger bodies over there, but they also have assignments and, and uh, rules within the coverage as well. And you know, with that you're also getting guys out faster because you're, you're relying more on the shield to protect as opposed to the guys up front. So now you've got uh, another, you know, usually three guys that are getting a free release and sometimes six, depending on how the defense is playing. So it's, it's not really the fact that you have the big guys out on the field and you're losing coverage. You still have live covers, coverage guys, and actually in some instances more than you would in other, you know, schematic punts. You know, the problem was, we 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 we've spent so much time on the protection part, you know, each week learning a different, you know, part of it uh, to be able to carry into the game, and then we knew the coverage was going to be something that uh, was going to continue to be learned on the fly. And um, you know, the, the the problem we saw though is it, what happened should have never happened, and but it did. We had to address it. We've addressed it very uh, strongly with practice. Uh, the you know, the, the if, if if everyone was just to do their job, they might have had some yards in return, but it wouldn't have ended up being a touchdown. And, but that's the game of football, and we've got to fix it, and uh, we got to make sure that the, we, we we trust the guys that are out there that they're going to get that job done. I think over the last you know week and a half of um, with this bye week, you know, it's the added reps we've had in there. Yeah, they probably knew what to do, but uh, and they they've been told what to do. But just the the banked reps that would normally come over you know an entire spring an entire preseason, they weren't they just weren't there quite yet. And uh, you know we've got to continue to you know, bank those reps into the guys and, and, and get them, 
out there so they you know not just know what to do or been told what to do but they've had experience doing it and, and, and know the, the ramifications of when they don't do it right sounds like opportune timing for the bye week as well we'll take one final timeout. we'll start to delve a little more deeply into the virginia cavaliers just two and four but you said in your press conference today very deceiving record they played some good teams really close haven't gotten the results though this season jackets and the virginia cavaliers meeting for a 44th time under the lights at Bobby Dodd this Thursday night. We'll wrap things up with Brent Key in just a moment on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Georgia is our home. That's why at Georgia Power, we're building the future of energy. Over the last decade, we've invested nearly $10 billion to strengthen the electric grid, installing new substations, upgrading transformers, moving power lines underground, and investing in cleaner energy. We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim... Ah, Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? (laughs) Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. One of the toughest jobs in law enforcement is telling a family that a loved one has been killed by a drunk driver. That's why Georgia law enforcement works every day to keep drunk drivers off the road. Every DUI arrest could be one less family to lose someone to drunk driving. You can help. Hand the keys to a designated driver or call a ride service. It saves lives and prevents a costly DUI arrest. Drive sober or get pulled over. Brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. Here comes the rambling wreck. My family and I love watching Georgia Tech football. Though it's hard to choose between the big screen at home and the excitement of being in the stands. Either way, Scana Energy's part of the action as a proud partner of Georgia Tech. So join Scana and my family in cheering on the Yellow Jackets this season. Sign up with Scana today and get up to $100. Call 877-GO-SCANA or visit scanaenergy.com slash jackets for details. Limited time offer terms and conditions apply. Georgia Tech football continues to buzz. Now more of the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. It was a heart-stopping homecoming the last time we joined you at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Georgia Tech winners of two straight emerging from the bye and back in the embrace of the Bobby Dodd Stadium crowd. Thursday night, 7.30, Tom East Leather, Yellow Jackets, and the Virginia Cavaliers. It is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show, along with Brent Key. I'm Andy Demetra. Uh, really quickly, I know you had to make a staff change during the bye week. Donald Hill Ely now taking over as your running backs coach, guy who's a longtime FCS head coach, Morgan State, Alabama State. Oh, by the way, he's also A.C. Ely's dad, uh, so he's done a pretty good job coaching even inside his own household. Uh, what does he add to this coaching staff? I know he joined the, the, the group in the offseason as an offensive analyst, but uh, what Makes you confident. Running backs room will be uh, still hitting its stride and in good hands under Coach Ely. Well, you know, with with Don, you have a guy that has a wealth of experience coaching offensive football, a wealth of experience as a head coach. <clears throat> you know, knowing how to deal with different issues, deal with different kids. Um, I, I think the you know the the old school approach, the the the, the honesty and the truth of of, of 
the every day of telling the kids, you know, what they have to do to become better. And, and, and just that, that, that approach alone is going to make an immediate impact. And, you know, it's, he has so much experience, and he's, he's such a valuable uh, part of the staff right now. Uh, it, it was a, it was a very easy move to to you know and seamless to uh, move him into that room and have him uh, be able to take over that position. All right, Virginia Cavaliers two and four. You had a lot of praise for them. You don't evaluate a team's film in the context of their record, but it's a Virginia team that beat Old Dominion, which last Saturday pretty soundly beat Coastal Carolina. They only lost by two points on the road to a Syracuse team that remains undefeated. So they've got a lot of talent, a lot of pride inside that locker room with new head coach Tony Elliott, and it all starts with Brendan Armstrong, who had nearly 400 passing yards last year against you guys, albeit in a different system. He's a senior, he's a lefty, he's been there and he's done that. What makes him a dangerous thrower of the football? Well, he's got experience. He's got big receivers. Uh, you know, he, he's got a scheme that allows him to get, you know, to push the ball downfield. Uh, Tony's obviously had a tremendous amount of success in his career at, the, at his last stop, and you know, to be able to bring that that with him, you know, to Virginia now, and, and you know, really teaching these guys how to win in that way. And you know, they've had the same time between the, their last games we have so you know whoever handles that that gap the best is going to have the chance to have the most success but you know they they're they're a, they're a dangerous football team and you watch them you know if you don't look at a record i mean you know, you know they're a couple of plays away from you know having a totally different record and, and people are saying a different thing but you know we turn on the tape and we look at the film and when you turn on the tape and look at the film you see a, you see a tough gritty football team that does a great job uh creating turnovers on the defensive side of the ball uh you know they, they, they've got some they've got good players they're big they're strong up front they keep everything in front of them uh on the defensive side to, to really flat wall and let those linebackers play uh the 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 defensive backs like I said, they do a nice job of hawking the football. You know, they force fumbles uh, on that side of the ball. You know, special teams, uh, they, they got a, you know, good kickers, you know, solid on the special teams uh, part of the game. Uh, you know, and then, and then the quarterback, I mean, his, his experience and, you know, the, his playing in, game, in big games and, you know, what he's done in his career. You know, it's, you know, the, the, their, the issue they've had, they, they've had some trouble turning the football over on the offensive side and I mean that's not like that's a talent problem that's not a coaching problem you know but that's something the coaches I'm sure this off week are addressing and fixing and you know you you take those turnovers away you know it's a it's a different it's a different team and uh so those players are there the 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 scheme is there and we've got to be at our best uh to go out on Thursday night and be ready to play a four-quarter football game and play for 60 minutes and then you know give everything we have for those those full 60 minutes you said in your press conference today on second and 10 plus third and 10 plus this is one of the most efficient teams in the country at converting those downs Why, why is that I mean, they. You know, when you when you get to that second eleven and third and eleven, that's that's usually a time when you, uh, you know, you're you feel like you're in a good spot because you've pushed them off off schedule. But you know, when you look at the efficiency that they have in, in those areas, it, it's it, it kind of makes you second guess yourself a little bit. But you have to stick true to your plan and, and what your plan is. But you know, they've got a quarterback that can push the ball downfield, and they've got receivers that are long. They're big. They have a, a really good catch radius. They're tough to guard. Uh, you know, so we're gonna have to do a great job on that side of the ball. You know, you know, getting up and challenging those receivers, um, playing sound and communicating on the back end and, and matching our coverages, and then creating the disruption in the front so the, that doesn't happen. He doesn't have time for that to happen.
talking about their rangy receivers, Dontavian Wicks, Keaton Thompson, were both all ACC a year ago combined. Uh, they're responsible for almost 60% of Virginia's catches this year. All right, final uh, about a minute and a half of the program, Coach, under the lights at Bobby Dodd. I know that energy can fuel the team so much, but it's all about executing between the lines. What are the keys? What's at the top of the whiteboard before you address your team before you come out behind the wreck on Thursday night? Well, we've got to take care of the football. We, we, we have to take care of the football. Uh, we have to get the football. You know, we, the, the, it, it is truly about the football in this game. And uh, then we have to be a disciplined group. We, we've got to be disciplined in, in all three phases of the game. Uh, we have to trust our coaching and our preparation during the week. And uh, in the other keys, I don't know if I'll say them on, I don't know if I'll say them live here because those are more internal uh things that we need that we'll, that we'll be doing but uh from schematic standpoint but you know taking care of the football and getting the football you know being being a disciplined football team in all three phases and and we need to play a complete game you know that that's that, that's that's what we need to do as a football team you know you know in you break it down individually complete game on offense complete game on special teams and a complete game on defense because if you look at all three phases there's been some real bright spots in all three phases but then we've got to we've got to have the consistency to do it through an entire game. And uh, I know you're trying to get me off right here, but uh, this is important stuff now. We have to. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, two-game win streak, you can just blow right through the end of the hour post. No, we appreciate that, Coach. We'll catch up with you on the field on Thursday night. Of course, we look forward to seeing you at Bobby Dodd Stadium as well. As we wrap up another edition of the Georgia Tech Coaches Show, Coach, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Go Jackets. For Brent Keem, I'm Andy Demetra. We'll see you Thursday. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Discover the Lexus GX. It features an available powerful flat third row seat to accommodate your cargo. An available off-road package that includes an under-vehicle camera and the ability to confidently conquer multiple terrains. And Lexus Safety System Plus, an integrated suite of advanced active safety equipment. The Lexus GX. Experience life to the fullest in this rugged yet refined SUV. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Attention plumbers, pipe fitters, and HVACR technicians in Atlanta. If you're not making over $51 an hour total package, this message is for you. The United Association of Plumbers, Pipe Fitters, and HVACR Technicians Local 72 has immediate opportunities in Metro Atlanta. Top-level pay, excellent benefits in retirement, long-term projects, and safe working conditions. Contractors are hiring right now. Call 404-373-5778 or visit ua72.org and click join us. It's football time, which turns Sunday and Thursday into the best days of the week. Well, they just got better because now through October, Keno has 30% higher payouts during bonus hours before the football games. Win $500, it becomes $650. The bonus hours are Sunday, 1 to 3 p.m. and Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. So play Keno online and anywhere Keno is sold and get 30% higher payouts during bonus hours. Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m. and Thursdays, 6 to 8 p.m. Only from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly. Glory isn't given. It takes hard work. It takes hustle. Only then do we see the results begin to stack and the swarm start to stir. He died for the end zone and he gets in! When we rally the swarm, we become something much bigger than any single one of us. A program built on the belief that success is measured by showing up, digging deep, bouncing back, being part of something bigger than ourselves. Touchdown, Jackets! For tickets and more info, visit RamblinWreck.com. 
with listening to the Georgia Tech Coaches Show, live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Join us each week of the season to get the latest on Yellow Jackets football and all things Georgia Tech athletics. We'll talk to you again next week right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network.